Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, Ambassador of 805 Connect, and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. Thanks to our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark. Patrick, I want you to meet Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi. Dan Ball is um, the your is it executive director or co-director at uh, program manager? Program manager at Hub One Hundred and One, which is inside the Center for Entrepreneurship. Was it inside the School for Business, which is at California Lutheran University? That's right. It's is a that bit, kind of? It is a bit complex, but our origin story is we're part of. Cal Lutheran University's School of Management. Right. We respond out of there as a center for entrepreneurship. And the center for entrepreneurship just went through a rebranding and relaunch as Hub 101 earlier this year. Oh, got it. And you're wearing a Startup Next t-shirt uh, powered by Google for entrepreneurs. If uh, For those interested in startups and a lot of our listeners, go Google Google for entrepreneurs. Be prepared to be blown away. They there's, do a lot of awesome oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. There's there's a lot there, and we think of Startup Weekends, and we think of Startup Santa Barbara. We think of all of these kind of things, and, and the ecosystem that is developed here in the region to support that kind of activity, you're right at the middle of that. Yes, very much so. Oh, I love that. And we do, too. Yeah, so you're um, – so – for, for listeners who know this, the 805 is a large region of Central California, and you anchor the southernmost part of that. That's right. We're right at the crossroads of the two currents from L.A. County and, and Ventura County. So we, um, we're at an interesting place where we're the northernmost part of the reach of Silicon Beach, if you will. Right. And we're right at the southernmost part. Which is the part. Santa Monica Santa Monica, yeah, right. for those who aren't too familiar um, and, and actually, not a lot of people in the startup scene in LA are fond of Silicon Beach, but it's kind of been the, the, name. the moniker that's right. been adopted. And we're right at the northernmost reach of that. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs or investors who live in the area and actually have been commuting down to Santa Monica right. for tech-related jobs. We're actually creating a destination for people to come and work and play and live without having to make that long commute either along the PCH or down the 405. Well, the reason I think that a lot of us live here and work here rather than other places where it's less expensive, you more have more access to everything, employees, capital, manufacturing space, all of that, is quality of life. Absolutely. Right. And so when you look at in the area where you are, Westlake Village, the Caneo Valley, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And you're close to everything. And so this new Hub 101, because I know it started as the Huddle campus and then it became Center for Entrepreneurship and now Hub 101. Is there confusion with like there's Impact Hub Santa Barbara and there's like 80 Impact Hubs? Is there confusion with that yet? No, not so much. In fact, there's a, there's a very nice coexistence. And one thing you'll find in the startup community is people recycling their success, their energy. Uh, it's very uh, collaborative. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of competition, if you will. We're all trying to achieve the same thing, yes. which is yeah, yeah, growing yeah. growing the community, growing success, helping businesses get invested and scale. And uh, Impact Hub here in Santa Barbara has a great mission 
Um, we similarly at Hub 101 are, are trying to accomplish similar uh, goals with regard to creating a place for people to work. So we have a co-working space. Right. People to incubate their ideas. We have a small business incubator, which is a it's a defined thirteen week, three month program, and we also oh, so is that, now sure. is that um, like going to school? All, just about it's school for startups, effectively. Oh. Although that that's been trademarked, so, uh, <laughs> so okay, so we can't say that. <laughs> we couldn't say that, but uh, effectively, if you are a first time entrepreneur or if you're a serial entrepreneur doing something in an area where um, you maybe don't have subject matter expertise, the idea of an incubator is that it's mentor driven. It's defined. You're in a cohort of uh, folks who are in a similar position. And when and you say cohort, that's mm -hmm. uh, that, that's so the, the person who's listening might not know what that is. So there's four or five or six or ten or whatever other companies going through this program with you at the same time. That's right. So in our inaugural program that we kicked off in April, we had 11 startups that came together. Wow. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they came from as far away as Glendale. Yeah. All the way to Westlake Village. So Glendale's what an hour and a half from you. Oh, it's about an hour. It depends on long traffic. Hour. It's, about, it's about a long hour. <laughs> yeah, but long we also hour. have startups that came down from Oxnard Camarillo area down to Westlake Village. So it very much is a hub where people have come from about an hour away to come immerse themselves in this program that has other entrepreneurs who are trying to develop their business model develop their prototype, find their first customers. And over the last 10 weeks of the program, we've brought in 26 mentors who are each subject matter experts in their own fields right. mm. to meet with them and help them, coach them. And it's been phenomenal so far. Um, we see a lot of pivots already. When right. they started out thinking that huh. this is our customer segment, sure. in fact, when they go out and stress test those assumptions. They find out, oh, you know, we're not actually targeting working moms. We're targeting uh, elderly men or mm. we're targeting teens. Or that would be quite a pivot. It would be quite <laughs> a pivot. Working moms to elderly men. It would be. Um, but, but we see that, that type of result in a program like this where oftentimes an entrepreneur needs to get out of their own head. Mm. You know, yeah. they're, they're sitting there at a coffee shop. They're sitting there... Um, Working within their assumptions, and really, you know, Steve Blank, the father of the lean startup movement, said, you know, all you have in the beginning is a faith-based business and that it's a bunch of assumptions that you've made and you haven't stress-tested anything. And if you're going to be successful, you, you need to go out and engage with customers. And sometimes what an entrepreneur needs is that kick in the rear from a right. mentor, from someone who's been there and, and has that success and is pushing them a little bit and holding them accountable. And, and that's what the incubator program is intended to do, is create accountability over the course of three months. It's, the, the startup community seems like a very unique community uh, in the sense that they, they really crave uh, being 
in these groups and, 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 and they want to kind of go to these networking opportunities rather than like, you know, working in isolation yeah, to wanna, build wanna, up wanna, a I'd like a to company. know more about that. Well, you know, why, what do you think that is? This, this, uh, it's very interesting. I mean, obviously you're working with them and, uh, and that would be interesting to know, like, why are they so engaged in like sharing essentially the, this idea, this business idea that they have before it's, before it's anything, they really want to get some feedback on it. They want to test drive it through all these other very vibrant, you know, potential founders that are around them. I mean, it's very strange in my mind to be giving or one mm, seeking mm. that feedback so early on in a business. Yeah. And you, you pointed out the shirt that I'm wearing is from startup next. That's a sister program to startup weekend, which is run in 500 cities around the world. And one thing I've noticed in working with other people that work in startup communities in South America, Asia, Europe, Africa, is something we have that's unique, and it's especially true here in the 805, is this desire to recycle success back into the community. Mm. And, oh. and what that does is it, it enables people to come out of their shell. It, it creates some inherent trust. Nobody's trying to steal your idea. Mm-hmm. People have had very similar problems that you're facing, and right. there's a certain open-mindedness to listening to what that success has been. And uh, and what those failures have been actually more importantly, so that you don't repeat those same mistakes. The um, so you have an incubator program, you have co-working space. Is there a third leg of this stool? We have third-party workshops hmm. and oh. and programs. So for example, so there's pro- there's a programming component to this. Correct. So like, do you, do you buy a membership to Hub 101? Is that how that works? It's like a gym membership for entrepreneurs. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. We also have... Sold. Is that trademarked or can I say that? <laughs> you, can, you can borrow that. We, we actually have some sole practitioners who, um, <clears throat> let's say, legal services. Uh, we have a, a VC, a venture capital investor who's working out of the space as well. And these sole practitioners can't get their work done at a, at a Starbucks or Coffee Bean. They need a little bit more uh, quiet, and a co-working space is a nice alternative to renting a very expensive office in, in like a, right. an office park or something like that. And so the programs that I was mentioning, an example is we're partnering with a coding academy to come and bring classes on a variety of programming, uh, things like Java, CSS, Ruby on Rails, um, a lot of these things are, are new to me, <laughs> but um, we have recognized a need to develop a lot of the tech skills um, in order for someone to be successful either in the corporate environment or as an entrepreneur. If you want to be a developer or designer, there are certain gaps that people are looking to fill, and at times, a university is not the appropriate place to do that. They don't necessarily want to pull themselves out of the workforce. Right. Mm-hmm. And what we offer by bringing these programs into Hub 101 is a venue for people to build out the tools in their toolkit without having to go down to Los Angeles to do that, without having to go down to uh, a general assembly in Santa Monica or a UCLA extension. We now provide a resource for people who want to add to their tech skills as well as their general business skills. For example, we have a uh, startup boot camp that's coming well, up. Well, what's that? Well, we have two programs. One is called the PACE program, and the PACE program is a two-week immersive entrepreneurship program, and that's kicking off in a few weeks. So anyone interested in 
immersing themselves in what it means to be an entrepreneur and wants to do that mm. full time for two weeks. So if you're like, I'm not sure I want to be an entrepreneur, it's, it's someone, <laughs> uh, I'm a chef. And sure. so people will say, oh, I want to be, I want to open a restaurant. I say, great. Go cook dinner for 10 of your friends for 30 days in a row and then get back to me. That's mm. perfect. So yeah. it's the same kind of thing. I want to be an entrepreneur. I've got this great idea. I want to do a deal. Come and spend two weeks with you. How much does that cost? Um, the program is on our website. So if you come okay. out to our website, you can see okay. the, the details. It's very reasonable, though. Great. great. And we also are offering an evening boot camp. So if someone's a working oh, professional right, right now right. and they can't mm -hmm. get out of it, we have a, a four-week it meets over seven sessions, Mondays and Wednesdays, and that's also uh, mid-July to mid-August. I've not heard of something like that. It's uh, kind of a before you get going on this, go and do this. Are you? F is this a result of finding that we really need this primer ahead Absolutely. of time, and that's why you're doing it? Absolutely. And in fact, what I would encourage anyone to do, uh, a lot of, a lot of what we do as educators. I also teach at both Cal Lutheran and UCLA Extension. And I, what I recognize as an educator is I'm not teaching anything new. A lot of these business concepts have been sure. recycled, sure, sure, sure. Uh, sure. different semantics over the last 30, 40 years. However, oftentimes people need just a little bit of coaching, a little bit of infrastructure. And people can go out to a website called Udacity, and it's kind of like Coursera. There yep. are courses you can take. Steve Blank has a very good one called How to Create a Business. Uh, it's a vi series of free video lectures. And you'll see a lot of what he talks about are basic building blocks. And the point at which people cross the chasm, they hit this tipping point where I want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe I'm sick and tired of the corporate world right, or right. You know, I don't want to work for anyone else. Or I just feel really passionate about this problem. I want to solve this problem. How do I do that? How do I take this idea and wrap a business model around it? And what we're doing is just giving them enough so they can decide whether there's a there there, whether mm -hmm, in fact they actually mm -hmm. want to commit to pursuing this full time. And at Hub 101, a lot of the people that we see are not just students, we have university students that come in, but we have working professionals. We have people that have retired from their career, their first career or their second career, and they're coming in saying, you know, this problem- I'm not done yet. This problem has been bothering me for the last yeah. 30 years. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm oh, not done oh, yet. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not done yet. So what's your target demographic then? The average age in our, in our center is in their 30s. Right. And, you know, that's, that's an average between the Cal Lutheran students that we have, the high school students that we have. High school students? We have high school students. Oh, I In love fact, that. I love that. There's a high school student. I won't name names, but he's fantastic. He has created a consulting business for software development. Hmm. And he comes and works out of our space. And a lot of the startups that are, are in our space get his advice on how to build out their product. High school kids. He's in high school. and and. It. The consultants that work for him are also high school students. <laughs> and that's one of the things that's great about the Conejo Valley is we've got some great high schools yeah, in the area. Do. Sure do. And many of them have entrepreneurship programs. We met many of these students by hosting startup weekend events and hosting hackathons. Right, know, right. Um, which are weekend-long events. And bringing these people into the space, getting them to meet with 
with other entrepreneurs and people with similar mindsets. And these high school students have just taken it by the horns and and starting businesses of their own and helping other entrepreneurs with their businesses. I, I've never seen anything like it. I have a, uh, a question around the hackathon. Mm-hmm. So, someone had, and I don't, because I, I gave him some advice, and I don't know if I was right or wrong, but it was a spur of the moment thing. They had this idea. They want to do this app. They're all, you know, lathered up about how great this thing is going to be, but they really didn't know where to start at all. And I said, you know what? We have hackathons all over the region. Go to one of them and propose that idea and see if someone will spend 54 hours on your idea. Is that, would, would, could someone do that? That was perfect. Oh, <laughs> yay. That was great. <laughs> yay. So, okay. So, so if you've got an idea, go find out what, just Google hackathon in your city and find up the, because they're everywhere these days. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's a very, and if you've not been to one, listener, if you've not been to one, <laughs> go. They're so fun. I mean, it's just, they're up for 54 hours, sleeping on the couch or under the desk. And what do you have, 30, 40 people on five, six, 10 teams? Well, actually, here in Santa Barbara, there have been as many as 100 people have shown up to some of the Startup Weekend events. Uh, So you can go to startupweekend.org and and find events in your area. Um, You can Google Hackathon. And contrary to, to... what it might suggest, it's not just for techies. It's not just for software developers. You have a lot of non-technical people. Um, so if you have any subject matter expertise, for example, the startup weekend that we just had in Camarillo was focused on agriculture and healthcare. Huh. So we had a lot of people who had subject matter expertise. They had careers in agriculture or careers in, in healthcare medicine or wellness. And they came out and participated in the event. And in these teams, like you said, you'll have uh, maybe five or six people congregated in a team and working on an idea over the course of the weekend. And everyone participates. It's, it's great how the energy comes together. Nobody's excluded. It's very inclusive, collaborative. Uh, food is generally provided. Um, entertainment, you know, you have little networking aspects to it. And it's just a great way to stress test your idea or see what it's like to work with people in this community. Hmm. And for someone who maybe is in a corporate job wanting to see what it's like to be an entrepreneur, better to do it in an immersive 54-hour experience over the course of a weekend and see if if this is really what you want to commit to. Being an entrepreneur is not easy, so. Uh, well, everybody's th- doing it. Isn't it just, I thought it was just like. Aren't just, we all entrepreneurs? Yeah, just everybody, everybody. It's just so easy. It's just, Sorry. I was entrepreneuring last week. It's just <laughs> such a normal thing. <laughs> Having started my first business when I was about 14, I, I know that what, it's. What was that? Um, I made tie-dyed t-shirts and I sold them. I went to thrifty drugstore and I bought white t-shirts and I tie-dyed them, and I would wear them, and people would go, that's great, where do you get that? And I will, what color, what's your favorite colors? And I would sell them, and so my brother and I would, all weekend long, would make t-shirts, and we'd, we would got into custom ordering and all of that. And then I did Ocean in a Bottles, and then I became a, a window painter, and so all each one of those things is find a need, right? That's the deal, find a need that there's someone who has budget uh, that needs the need met and mm-hmm. that you like to do. I mean, that's the other piece, right? Because you are going to have to end up working 
and usually working hard. And so might as well do something you love to do, right? And that's really the, the key is you have to be passionate about the problem. And that's what I stress. Whatever somebody's going to work on, be passionate not about the solution but about the problem. Because as you're out I'm there not, talking to huh. people, the, the solution may change. The right. solution may yeah. evolve. and It may not f- pass that first contact with a customer. But if you're passionate about the problem, you'll be open-minded to hearing feedback from customers and you will adapt to provide a solution that people actually want. Well, and, and, and when that solution, exactly what you said, when that solution's not the thing that you thought it was, if you were only passionate about that one particular solution, then you're then and and mm, that's not the mm, right solution. Mm, mm, mm. You're all out of the business. Yeah, and I use the example of let's say my grandmother fell. Well, that sucks. I don't yeah. want I don't want grandma to fall. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to build a bubble. I'm going to put a gyroscope, and anytime she starts to tip, it's going to inflate. It's going to catch her. She's going to hit the ground and bounce right back. Up. I want to see this. Well, that, that sounds great. like that sounds like a great solution to me, but. If I'm <laughs> passionate, your grandma. If I'm passionate <laughs> about this solution, I'm going to go out and spend a lot of money building a, an inflatable airbag connected to a gyroscope. Right. It may not sell. Nobody may care about this. So instead, if I'm passionate about keeping grandma from falling, I'm going to go investigate. Well, maybe I'll hire someone to just walk around and catch her the minute she starts to fall. Maybe I'll, you know, have her just sit down. I'll tire down to the couch for eight hours at a time. Well, that doesn't sound like a good solution either. But, you know, through this iterative process, we could talk to other people who have grandmas, go talk to grandmas, go find out what is their experience with falling? What is the pain, both emotional and physical and financial associated with grandma falling? And how do they prevent it today? What do they do? What what isn't working about that? Because grandmas still fall. And so, it requires a lot of contact with the customer to really understand the problem inside and out and then what the ideal solution is. And we may land on an inflatable airbag connected to a gyroscope or we may just land on something, well, it's a lot more cost effective just to uh, have somebody follow her around uh, for eight hours at a time. I, I don't know what that answer is, but that's that's the example I like to give. And let's not go out and spend a lot of money building something that we're not sure people really want. So let's focus on the problem instead. That's like the Howard Hughes version would just be like, throw some money at it, build something big, whatever solution comes up first. So we started a software company in 1984 here in Santa Barbara called Wavefront Technologies. And our board, we were getting wanting to do this next thing. And our board said, we want you to meet this guy named Frank Robinson. Frank, now 35 years later, was the one who invented the term minimal viable product, and he lives here in Santa Barbara, wrote the book on market validation, and his thing is um, sell, design, build. So go get a customer first before you build the thing. And he taught, we were his seventh customer, where you, you make a prototype of, you know what the problem is, you make this prototype, and then you go out and talk to potential customers. You talk to, he, he, I said, well, when do we know we're done? He goes, when you have no new questions. Like, okay, well, like, will it do this, will it do that? And be able to iterate on that prototype from meeting to meeting to meeting, and when you're done, which is 30, 40, or 50 cu- customers later, and you're actually taking uh, contingent purchase orders as you do this, you come back 
and you know exactly what to build. And that fundamentally changed how I thought about problem solving. And isn't it funny that we've now come full circle and Kickstarter and Indiegogo are now the venues where people can sell it before they build it. And it's ironic, you know, Robinson was a was a visionary in articulating things that way, and in many ways, it it helped feed and it preceded a lot of the lean startup uh, concepts. Right. And it, it's just ironic that now we've we've come back and Kickstarter is so popular and uh, GoFundMe and Indiegogo are opportunities for people to get that validation, sell something before they've actually built it just by making a, a demo video or you can make a prototype and show really high-resolution, high colorful pictures of the prototype. And that's actually been a very helpful tool for the average person to take their idea and, and bring it to market. Right. Give us a, a couple of success stories because I know that this facility, which is in downtown Westlake, mm -hmm. um, so it's not on campus, so it's in the business community, um, it's been around a little bit, but you have a couple of success stories. Yeah, so as you mentioned, the space itself has been around for over a year, but our our focus has been to rebuild and relaunch, rebrand the space as Hub 101. And um, the School of Management brought on a couple of us to help with this. Um, I'm not working in a vacuum. My partner is Greg Monarosa. Greg is the community manager. Um, my role is to help create programs. And so some of our successes from a metric standpoint are we've grown our membership from 12 members at the beginning of the year to 80 members now. Wow. And these are 80 folks who, like I said, are entrepreneurs, they're sole practitioners, um, people exploring, launching products, building teams. We've had a couple success stories. Um, some of them have been Cal Lutheran students. There's one... Um, a student named Oliver, who I've worked with, he created a startup called Coding Autism to connect, what? to help navigate high potential autistic adults to high tech jobs. Hmm. And he won the new venture competition at Cal Lutheran. Uh, he won $10,000 for winning that competition. And now he's looking to build out a team and, and um, make this idea a reality. We also have a couple of great startups that have raised money recently. Uh, in total, in the last few months, our startups have raised about $2 million. Wow. And that's very good early yeah. success for us sure. to have. And we're very proud of our What are, of our What are the metrics? What, how would you know you were successful? We ask, what are the kind of things you pay attention to? Well, for me, you raise this concept of minimum viable product. When I moved to the area about a year and a half ago, my own MVP was to create a meetup group called the Westlake Village Lean Startup Meetup Group. And I wanted to see, can I get anyone to come and hang out and talk about entrepreneurship? And our group now has over 400 members. Mm. Um, you have 805 Startups, which is right. from Alon Gorin. Who's been on the show. He has. And he's a good friend of mine. And he has, I think I lost count, is it around 1,000 members right. now? And um, and so can we get people to come to the space? Can this actually be a hub for entrepreneurship? And can it be a mix of, of both Cal Lutheran, high, 
high school, uh, Moore Park College students, as well as uh, working professionals, um, entrepreneurs in their 30s, 40s, 60s. Can we attract investment? And as we look at these individual questions, can we attract people to events? Yes. A lot of the meetup yeah, groups. They're great, right? They are great. And a lot of the meetup groups, uh, whether it's 805 Startups or some of the subject matter specific events related to uh, Ruby on Rails or drones or what have you, are attracting 50, 60, 100 people per event. Uh, so that's the first metric. Can we attract people to events? We're getting upwards of 100 people coming to our events. Um, can we attract a mix of people to the space? Well, yes, in fact, we have now high school students working out of there, college students working out of there. The Cal Lutheran Entrepreneurship Club is spending a lot of time there, um, both building out ideas as well as interacting with the, the experienced professionals. Uh, we have experienced professionals working out of there, serial entrepreneurs. Uh, we've just landed an, an investor who's working out of there. So we're attracting a, a broad swath of people from the startup community, and I feel like those are the, the metrics that we want to hit. And then the next question is, can we quantify the success of, of some of the startups? Um, in addition to having 80 members now of Hub 101, right. we're seeing that some of them are starting to get funded. Mm. And uh, when we think about creating opportunities for them to get funded, we look at things like the incubator program, we look at these startup boot camps. Can we help entrepreneurs build a repeatable, scalable business model? And then can we then connect them to investment? And that's really the, the phase that we're focusing on now is can we attract more investors to the space to engage with our entrepreneurs? Can we get them excited about our ideas? And We've had several events to help facilitate this around uh, Meet the VC. Right, I um, remember some, that. Some of the folks from uh, Santa Barbara, we have Rincon Ventures here yep. in Santa Barbara, have come down and, and been good supporters of us. Some of the VCs from Santa Monica, Pasadena have come up and, and spent time in our space. The incubator program that we're running concludes on June 30th, and we have a, a demo day. Uh, so I'd like to put in a plug for that. Oh, sure. Anyone interested in coming to see how 11 startups have grown, have validated and invalidated their hypotheses, um, how they've incorporated feedback from mentors and now are ready to go pitch for investment, that event is going to be Thursday night, uh, June 30th from 6 to 9 p.m. There's going to be a networking reception. So at we'll the put a link in the show. Yeah, that'd be great. To that. That'd be great. Um, anyone can come to hub101.la and, um, and see more information, both about the co-working and about the incubator demo day. But that's, that's now the phase where we're in is we've got a lot of traction. We've got a lot of people coming in, learning to build out their ideas. And now let's help them get funded, you know, whether that's a Kickstarter campaign or... Um, angel investment, VC investment, strategic partners, uh, or there's a variety of ways to get money these days. Um, we we now want to help our members and our, our startups get funding. Yeah, well, you got to boot them out the nest. 
<laughs> right. That's the, you know, you incubate them, they get birth, and it's okay, go fly, birdie, fly, right? Yeah, and so once the, the nice value proposition of this incubator is that when they come in, they get this mentor-driven experience for three months, and then they continue to work out of the space, continue to be a part of the ecosystem, and in turn help educate the others mm-hmm. um, on what they've learned. What's your favorite part of, the, of your job? Wow. I really like coaching and working with the entrepreneurs. Why? Why? Well, I spent 16 years in corporate America. I was a product guy, so I developed products for Amgen, Kaiser, Anthem WellPoint. I was with a a health IT company. And at some point, I got tired of developing a product for one company. You know, from a scalability standpoint, I was working with one company— I wanted to work with many companies, and and so I started working with startups, and I found that, you know, the skills that I had developed as a product manager translated really well to helping Mm -hmm, coach mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. I also um, got my MBA from UCLA, go Bruins, Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of what I had learned in the classroom translated really well to developing process, and process is something that a lot of startups lack. So I was able to take this big company experience, some of the educational background, and apply it to startup companies. And I was able to scale and have an impact on 12 companies, 20 companies at a time. And that's really rewarding. I I really like sitting down and helping somebody translate their idea into a product and Mm -hmm. turn that product Mm -hmm. into a scalable business, something that can create uh, wealth, and a sustainable income for themselves, for their employees, and help them scale that success. And then ultimately, what I hope to accomplish is that they are motivated based on having had this help, had this assistance, right. to recycle their success back into the community. Yeah, you've said that a couple of times, to recycle success. Well, I'm a firm believer in giving first. Yep. You know, that's, that's always been my mantra. I spent some time working with Techstars, and, and Techstars now is the parent organization of Startup Weekend and Startup Next. And they're firm believers in this idea of giving first. And I think it really helps foster a a healthy community. I I never know when my switch is going to get flipped, you know. And so what I hope to leave behind is this legacy where um, I've had some impact on others, and then they in turn are motivated to have an impact on people around them. And, you know, I think... Having been a Santa, uh, I am a Santa Barbara native. Mm. I come from the 805, and I'm very passionate about creating uh, a strong community here, a strong, vibrant business community. And just as I'd like to create in the Canejo Valley a place where young people, uh, experienced professionals, have an opportunity to create something locally without having to go down to Los Angeles to do it. I'd also like to extend that. We're trying to reach into the 805 and help the entire 805 community have success. And, you know, one of the things that I've seen in Santa Barbara is the ebb and flow of the business cycles. And I think if we can help create some really sharp entrepreneurs, they may not be working on the same thing in a year that they're working on today, but at some point, we're going to have a lot of success stories coming out of here, and hopefully they, in turn, are recycling that mm, back to mm, help mm, others mm. that come after them. 
I love that. That's a great point to just kind of leave linger with our listener to, you know, how are they giving back? Thank you so much for joining us. Um, at this point in the show, you've listened to the show, so you know that uh, we get to put a title on the show. Have you thought about what we might call this episode? Give first. Give first. Yeah, I heard you say that a moment ago, and I'm like, I hope Mark writes that down. <laughs> I did. Cool. I did. I like that, and I also, I, the other one was, um, I think this might be my quote, because I, I do a title, but then I do a quote, be passionate about the problem. I thought that was very, very good. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll put the, it was um, hub101.la. Uh, is Mike Panessis, what, what's Mike doing there? Yeah, so Mike's my boss. He's the director there at the Center for Entrepreneurship. And again, we come out of the School of Management at Cal Lutheran University. Right. And I'll put in a plug, in addition to what we're doing at Hub 101, the school has also launched an entrepreneurship minor. Hmm. And Smart. that's, yeah, it's very yeah. unique. And um, that's something that I think will benefit young college students who are interested in getting a liberal arts education and being very well-rounded with a focus on something very practical in entrepreneurship. I love that. This And, and they've been a great sponsor for the last year. I had lunch with um, Gerhardt yesterday and planning out what we want to do in our second year as we go into our second year of the show. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. I, I do want to give a shout out to California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thank you so much, guys. And to our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great studio and Cielo 24. The 805 Connect project, now in our third year, is supported by partners and sponsors throughout this entire region. I want to thank them as well. More information is at 805connect.com. Look at our partners link. Patrick, this is this is interesting. We've learned a lot now. What could our listener do to help us? Mark, I you know every every week I try to to think about what would be the best way and most supportive way to uh, to lend a hand to this project, the eight hundred five conversations. And I think it would be um, something that inspired me today is uh, find a high school student ah. uh, who. Uh, has that extra little twinkle in their eye, that little that that thought towards uh, building something bigger, uh, maybe that 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 outlier, that person who's not just uh, looking to follow the pack, uh, you know, that entrepreneur in the making, and uh, plug this into their podcast routine, um, recommend it to them, uh, say that this is a place where you can uh, not have to reinvent the wheel by listening to this show, and uh, maybe recycle some success. I love that. Yeah, That's I think it's great. And hopefully they'll stumble on the show we did with the Santa Barbara High School students. Oh, yeah, the that two was great. of them that yeah. we had in here. Uh, they There's an incubator at Santa Barbara High, and that's been fantastic. I would love to hear from you personally. Drop me a note. A lot of you do. Uh, you tell me, uh, give me ideas for guests and speakers uh, and uh, ways we can improve the show. So you could do that by getting me at mark at 805connect.com. And let me know what you like about the show. So, until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.